Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. True Hauntings is a Frightfully Good production. On a bright sunny day, Ballygally Castle is postcard perfect. A breathtaking, almost dreamlike Scottish baronial castle overlooking the sea in Northern Ireland. Yet, on any dark, stormy evening, Ballygally takes on a more sinister feel and looks like something right out of a 1950s horror movie. There's a dark coastal road that takes you to the castle on the hill. And you can just imagine the lightning flashes making Ballygally's Scottish granite flash a pale grey before going back to almost black in the night. In a corner turret of the castle, a small window overlooks the north channel of the Irish Sea from a small draughty room that the Ballygally staff now call the Ghost Room. No one stays in the Ghost Room overnight anymore. Well no one living anyway. Hi, I'm Renata. And I'm Anne, and we welcome you to this week's episode of the True Hauntings podcast as we enter Ballygally Castle and look into its ghostly history and why the ghost room needs to be kept under lock and key. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. Welcome back to the studio, Anne. Oh, thanks, Ali Nana. How are you doing? I'm super unwell. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. So if anyone hears my voice break during uh, this episode, I have got... testicles have dropped. I I have got a huge bout of the follow. Yeah, me too. And it does feel like like COVID. It does. It feels exactly like COVID and uh, because we only had that three weeks ago Mm -hmm. and I've got it too, but I think what it is is we've run ourselves ragged a little bit this week. It's been a big week. It has. And uh, I think that maybe what we've done is activated those symptoms that we may not have quite got rid of from mm. COVID. I mean, we've been testing. We are absolutely negative and we are really in the throes of it now with temperatures and and um, voices losing, cutting out. And it's uh, not COVID because it, it, they tested positive last time we are going through this. Yeah. Oh, look, last night I thought I was going to die. Yeah, you probably <laughs> if- were. Every did, single did St. Peter come knocking? No. Every single inch of my body ached. It was Lucifer. And I had to I had to crawl into bed. Yeah. 
and I uh, thought I'd sleep it off. Did sleep about 12 hours and yeah. I, I did feel better this morning. Um, but thank God for drugs. Yeah, that's all I can say. The thank legal God. ones, thank the legal God. ones. Thank God for pseudoephedrine because yeah. that's what's getting me through the day. Mm. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind showing my driver's license to be able to get those good ones. <laughs> But we've had some amazing things uh, over the last few days, which we sort of really couldn't miss out on. Um, the first one being the True Hauntings live read. Yes. And you know the one thing that really, <coughs> pardon me, got to me about that? What some, Someone wrote in and said, you had nothing new in that. I reckon they weren't listening. <laughs> or they either did not listen to the very first one we did or they they didn't listen to the live one. They might have been too cold. I don't know. Mm. Or they were too pissed off that they didn't have a two and a half hour tour. I yes, don't know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Even though everything said it's going to be a half hour tour yeah. and you're going to get a true hauntings live read. But we actually had new stuff in there about the parapsychologists, like the real parapsychologists. Mm-hmm. And there was also my bombshell drop that I dropped on you at the very end of the oh, show. That was a good bombshell that drop. Was, that was a new one. And we had something else was in there that was new as well but there was three big chunks of information that were all brand new compared to our uh, very first time we did it but still we take on everybody's feedback we know we're not perfect pretty damn close but you know we'll do our best and uh next time we'll try and give that person a a longer tour obviously (laughs) but it also shows that people don't always read yeah they skim what they have they skim yep uh, and so maybe uh, we need to just reword things or dot point. Dot point is supposed to be really good. Or we could get a <laughs> megaphone and yell through it as they're coming through the gates. I don't know. But everybody else, every other bugger loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was... Um, Except for the ice vovos. Now, Oh, pe- but that was the same a- person pe- that didn't oh, like that. <laughs> I know. People from overseas who don't really know what we talk about when we're saying iced vovos. Iced vovos is a biscuit from around the 1980s. Oh, a sweet cookie from America. Yep. Uh, from around the 1980s, yep. I'd say, yep. which was a staple yeah. uh, in everyone's home. And the thing that made this biscuit very different was that it was a plain base. Hmm. Or was it was a, a sweet plain yes, base. sweet plain base and it had icing. Well, it was pink more, icing. No, it was marshmallow. It, was it wasn't a marshmallow. That was a different biscuit. Was it? It was like an icing. Oh, I thought And it was in the middle, there was a jam strip. Yeah, a and bit then like it was, you know, when the dog scrapes its bum down. <laughs> and then it was covered with uh, coconut. Yeah. And it looked really pretty. It so, did. so when the 1980s housewives would invite you over for tea and a bicky, they would place these in the right position on their plate because it really stood out. Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It stood out. I'm, I'm old enough to remember the, these bloody biscuits. Yeah, you are. So you know, it, it was quite, and and so part of our as a joke, part of our. Um, well, it did. It started as a joke. Yeah. Because Mike said... Our thing for this... Yeah, we'll put out some ice fivos. We'll put out some ice (laughs) fivos. And lo and behold, on the night... We had iced favos. Yeah, and we actually had Barb, one of our helpers, our team helpers, who made iced vovos from scratch. Yes. They were so delicious. They were. They were. So that was th- another cheeky thing that we did, but some people didn't appreciate the cheekiness. One that, person. Right. One person. <laughs> and even they said they'd come back and see another show. So, you know, it's okay. I think they're secretly coming back for the iced vovos. I know. <laughs> That they didn't like. <laughs> no, that they didn't like. <laughs> but we also had um, we had Maitland Jail on Friday night. Uh-huh. Then we drove to Dubbo the next day. Uh-huh. We did Dubbo Jail. So Dubbo's about five hours away. So we, we five hour drive Saturday. Dubbo Jail that night. Five hours home on Sunday. And Dubbo is one of those places that just keeps on giving. It, oh, it was a that was a wild night. That oh, was a wild night. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Monday we had uh, Jeff and his team from Crossroads Paranormal ask us to go to Southwest Rocks, which is a three and a half hour drive north. So we drove up there on Monday, and then we drove back on Tuesday, um, and then the the Wednesday we had our um, messages uh, from spirit. messages from Spirit Tarot Show, which was. Uh, at Gloucester, which we had to drive to and from that night because uh, Renata had to work the next day. So that was four hours of driving that day. And then guess what? 
the next day we were sick. Yeah. Funny about that. Funny about that. <laughs> I think we're just exhausted. But, you know, I wouldn't have missed any of it because it was just too many wonderful things that were going on. And Trial Bay Jail oh, was a place great? I have never been before. Loved it. Loved it. And we took Cousin Steve with us. And yes. Cousin Steve's uh, filmed it. So we hope to to put a little um, show and tell together for you. Yeah, uh, cheeky, look, cheeky show and tell yeah, with the old ducks. Yeah, with the old ducks who don't know what they're talking about. Oh. Uh, so look, check out the Anne Renata <laughs> Frightfully Good Ghost Grannies page. You'll find us there. But, but, but. Speaking but, but, of ghost but, grannies. Yes, yes. Before we finish up, uh, we've had. We're chatting a lot today. We've had a new Devil's Advocate uh, episode come out on the Isaac Butterfield YouTube channel. Here YouTube. And uh, it features us. Oh, no. And we are exploring a haunted hotel here in Newcastle, our hometown. Do you know what I got really excited about? What? The t shirts. No, 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 no. <laughs> when they put Claire's picture up and they had Claire Butterfield, I got yeah. so excited because she's now married. She wasn't married when we shot it, but they put the Claire Butterfield. Yeah. Yes, but we, we are part of Isaac's merch. He got this great picture made up of, um, it's very Ghostbusters-like, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, so we were essentially but, looking like the Ghostbusters, yes, but with our, our heads, heads put our on heads top. are on top of um, <coughs> the Ghostbusters people. Yes, and then uh, Isaac's carrying Claire, and then they've got the big marshmallow man behind, but with Isaac's face on it. So it, it looks really cool. It's awesome. Um, if you want one of those, head over to Isaac Butterfield's shop and buy one. Um that is very limited edition. So uh, as soon as you hear this podcast, I would get over there and see if there's still some left. Uh, but it it's it's high quality that one, top quality. Oh, it's it's awesome, and um, yeah, you need one. You need you, one. You absolutely need one. These <laughs> these we have been waiting for months for these. Yeah, to come we've out. kept it secret for so long. <laughs> and uh, we thank Isaac for thinking highly enough of of us to um, put it on one of his merch. Yeah, because that's that's really really special. And uh, we we. Sort of the funds are going towards getting more of these episodes made because they cost a lot of money to make, uh, particularly so professionally. So, yeah, one day we'll actually make some money, Renata. Oh, please. <laughs> Soon. Please. It's so coming. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe. Patreon. Become a Patreon. That, that really helps us out. But do you know what? We've got to get on with the story. Oh, do we? Yeah. Okay. It was Christmas a number of years back, and an elderly couple had booked a room at the Ballygally Castle Hotel at the head of Ballygally Bay on the Antrim coast of Northern Ireland, a short 20 miles north of Belfast. The hotel and castle sits nearby on the bay itself, and in winter, the wind blows hard and cold. When they arrived at the hotel, they were surprised to see various members of the staff prepping for a fancy dress ball, and that night there was a knock on the door. When the gentleman opened the door, he found standing there a member of the serving staff with an invitation to the ball. Not having any other plans, they attended and had the most beautiful evening. The hotel staff and other guests were all decked out in period attire and everyone kept their tongues pressed firmly in their cheek to make the evening as authentic as possible. There are medieval banquets after all, all over Ireland and England, but the couple agreed that this surely must have been one of the finest. The next morning, at breakfast, they couldn't help but thank the lady who was the manager for one of the nicest evenings they could remember which surprised their host to no end, as the ball was not scheduled to take place for another two days. Upon learning that, perhaps understandably, the couple checked out. Whoa. Now, this story, I didn't find anywhere else. I found a lot of other repeated stories, but it was only this one on... It was gothichorrorstories.com, uh, Gothic Travel Ballygally Hotel. I thought that was great. Uh-huh. I loved that one. Uh-huh. I could just see it was us. We wouldn't have gone to the ball. No. <laughs> we would have gone stuff that. We'd pee through the windows. Yeah. But that's and about we'd, it. And we'd be judgy bitches, but that would be about it. <laughs> Now, you did mention a couple of things that I'm going to mention about where Ballygally is. Don't yes. you love that word, Ballygally? Ballygally. So, yes, Ballygally is a village and it's a holiday resort in County Antrim in Northern Ireland. 
and it lies on the Antrim coast. Now, the Antrim coast is kind of like when you look at the map, it's a hop, skip and jump over to England. You could literally touch it. And that goes to um, a a bit of a myth and a legend that I'm going to go to in a minute. But yes, when you look at it on the map, it's it's kind of like a tiny jump over to England from there. Um, And... I'll, I'll get to something else in a we minute. We almost got to Ballygally. Um, yeah, we almost got to Ballygally. Don't say anything because I'm okay, going to talk okay, about okay. it a little bit more. So it's about 20 miles from Belfast, as you said, and it faces the Ballygally Bay. Uh, in the, that 20 miles is a little bit, mm, how's your father? Because the, some some places say it's 26 miles and whatever. It doesn't really make too much of a difference. Not for us, anyway. No, it's close to the Giants Causeway, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Okay. Um, the Old Bushmills Distillery. Hashtag Ooh. Sacred Bush. And Carrickfergus Castle, which we went to visit. Yay! Yeah. Now, I was interested in this Giants Causeway, and I'm going to kind of go off on a tangent for a minute there. Oh, we love a tangent. Because when I looked at the Giants Causeway, I went... My God, we were so close and we never went to see this. Yeah, twice now. This is freaking awesome. Twice for me. So the Giant's Causeway is made up of 40,000 massive black basalt columns sticking out of the ocean. Mm. And when you look at it, it's like this stairway. Yeah. Yep. So it developed between 50 and 60 million years ago when a flood of lava oozed from fissures in the earth. As in the fishers' poo or fissures? Fissures, holes, <laughs> holes. So it's a, a natural attraction and the tops of the columns that form the Giant's Causeway act like stepping stones that lead from the foot of the cliffs and disappear below the sea. So many of the basalt pillars are hexagonal, which means they have... Eight sides? I don't know. You were telling the story. I failed maths. Um, (laughs) I'm sure one of our listeners will tell us. And there are some with as little as four sides, but most of them have eight sides. Now, the tallest of the columns measure somewhere around 12 metres, while the solidified lava that forms part of the cliffs is up to 28 metres thick in places. Oh, they're big, thick shafts. And, (laughs) And I'm going to put some pictures up. Um, on our True Hauntings podcast fans page mm-hmm. on Facebook because this place is freaking amazing. Amazing. No wonder there are myths and legends about this place. Oh, well, I mean, you can imagine uh, in ancient Ireland, uh, it would be, um, how would you explain that? Because you don't have the science to explain how it was formed and it's so different to everything else. Well, they did explain it. They did, did they? They did. Because Ireland is a land of giants. Remember how some places have giants in their mythology? Yeah. Well, Ireland has giants. And according to legend, this was actually the work of the Irish giant Finn McCool. Oh, that's such a cool name. And he created this to cross over to Scotland so he could go to battle uh, with his enemy, Benandonna. Benandonna, yeah, from England. Right, Ben and Donna. So you remember how I said um, a few minutes ago how uh, this place seems like a hop, skip and jump over to... Reach over and touch. Yeah. Well, he made a bridge using these stones. Because it wouldn't have been hard for him being a giant. No, no. Those big black shafts. And so he enabled him to cross over to England, but there's a little bit more mythology around that, which I'm not going to go into because that's squirrelling even further. But we'll it's, let our listeners yeah, go research that it's one. a fabulous tale about um, Finn McCool and what happened to him when he tried to uh, go to battle with his enemy. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested, go and find information about all that. It's really awesome. But it just makes so much sense when you look at, I mean, these are people who are around so many years ago and yet they created legends that really fit the dialogue of why these things are there. Mm. Super cool. And so there is a lot Super of... Super cool. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there was a lot of volcanic activity around there. So that, that explains some of these really intricate and interesting um, environmental conditions around that whole area. But let's get on to Ballygally Castle itself. So, of course, we know now that it is a hotel. 
and that's one of the things we were looking at, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, it's been named the Jewel of the Hastings Crown. Now, the Hastings Crown refers to the hotel group that purchased this place in 1996, which is the Hastings Hotel Group. Oh, fancy that. Yeah. And they have created extensions and renovations, which they've taken um, or undertaken over the last couple of years. And uh, I think it's got about 44 rooms something like that. Um, yeah, I think there's some rooms in the castle itself, but then there's a, like an extended part where there is more rooms. Yeah, yeah. So Ballygally Castle is unique in that it is the only 17th century building in Northern Ireland still being used as a residence today. Oh. Now, a residence is a light term. It is a hotel, so mm-hmm. people do stay there and, and yeah. live there, yeah. but it's not a residence as we see it as, you know, it is uh, one household that's living in this place. And uh, the Hastings Group talk very fondly about what they have done with the site in that they have tried to not touch the uniqueness of of what is left of the castle and they have built around it so they're they're trying to um you know not distract from what the original was and look people are wanting to go and experience the castle not uh modern amenities inside a castle I mean, we do like a flushing toilet and a, a, a yeah. sink that turns on. We we have some needs, but, you know, you still want that, that beautiful castle look to it. Yeah. The thing is that it is a luxury hotel. And one of the reasons... Oh, that's why we didn't stay yes, there. <laughs> yes. One of the reasons we didn't stay there is it because it is a freaking luxury hotel and the rooms are fabulous. Oh, I thought you were going to they say fecking expensive. No, well, they are. They're fabulous. So I looked at what a room would cost today, right? Oh, yes. And uh, it is completely out of our budget. Um, and of course, we've got different levels of rooms. So our, I kind of looked budget at... budget is $50 a yeah, night for uh, both of us. Uh, I kind of looked at the lower end and, you know, for, for some people this isn't you know, high end, but for us it is. Um, and it's £140 Ooh, pounds. on their off days, so the days oh, that people normally... Monday to Thursday, yeah. ...not go. Yeah, £140 and about £240 on the high turnover days. <sighs> so you're looking at anywhere between 248 to $408 Australian mm-hmm. yeah, to stay. Yep. yep. I mean, we did spend some big money on two places because they were special, mm-hmm. but we sort of had to put it in priority of where we wanted to stay when we did our last trip and we chose Chillingham Castle and um, the Jamaica Inn yeah, because we had already done podcasts on them so we sort of felt that we needed to stay at those places yeah. um, but we just couldn't afford Ballygally. No, no. But Next it's, time. It's just, yeah, beautiful. Now we've done a podcast on it, we can go. Mm-hmm. So Ballygally Castle was built in 1625 by James Shaw Uh, And he moved in with his wife, Isabella Brisbane. And over the main entrance to the castle leading to the tower is an inscription that says, 1625, God is providence is my inheritance. Is it providence or providence? Providence. Now, that kind of means God will provide for the future. And this this can be sometimes used as a heraldic... Motto or a motto. It is very Christian in its base. Oh, I never would have guessed I, that. Because I had look, I had look up at you know what all of this meant, and um, it is actually found on many buildings. Oh, okay. Um, and it is this kind of God's, um, like a thing to God to say, you know, uh, I know God will look after me and everyone that lives in this building. So right. there you go. Now. James Shaw was a native of Greenock, Greenock, Scotland, sorry if I didn't say that right, and he came to Ireland in 1606 to seek a better life and to make some money, um, and he must have. So he came to Ballygally in around 1613, and he took possession of a small grant of land at a low rent of £25 sterling yearly. Oh, yearly. Yearly. From the Earl of Antrim. And this land was eventually the land that the castle was built on. Mm -hmm. 
So the original building was a lot more extensive than what remains of the ancient castle now, even with a hotel surrounding it. But as you can imagine, so many things happened between then and now um, that bits and chunks of the castle were removed, you know, with wars and things and uprisings. And some of those were civil wars where it served as a place of refuge for Protestants. They were blown up, reused and recycled. Yeah, and then during the rebellion in 1641, well said, the Irish garrison stationed at Glenarm tried on many occasions to take the castle and they never succeeded in a successful entry of it. Ballygally passed through many troubles and was used again as a fortress as late as the 18th century. They like to use the word troubles. The troubles, Yeah, yes. in Northern Ireland, because the 1800s wasn't the troubles, but they went through troubles. So it's yes. interesting the way they use the word there compared to what we do. Yeah. It seems that the Shaw family, though, kept, kept in in the history of the castle ever since um, the very beginning because there were uh, many members of the Shaw Castle that went through this particular stage. Uh, And then uh, another Shaw family member, Henry Shaw, married a Miss Hamilton and she had two sisters and they moved into the castle um, around the middle of the 18th century and put on additions. Now, during this time, the castle was handed down from fathers to sons uh, and in 1799 was passed to William Shaw. Uh, so we're going a little bit back in history, who was the last squire of Ballygally. And in the early 1800s, the Shaw family lost their lands and wealth and the estate was sold to the Agnew family for £15,400. So the castle was occupied as a Coast Guard station for many years and after that went into a private residence by the Reverend Classen Porter and his family. That was a nice house for the Reverend. Just a little one. Yeah, and it was taken over by the Moore family who eventually sold it to textile millionaire Mr Cyril Lord in the 1950s who refurbished it as a hotel. So that was the first hotel. Right, so 1950s it kicked off as a yeah. uh, hotel motel thingo. And then the Hastings Hotels Group purchased the hotel from Cyril Lord in 1966 and they paid £40,000 and they've continued to own it until the present day. I wonder what it's worth now. It'd be worth more than that. Oh, yes, yes. Oh. I'll have a look, guys, at um, this Ballygally uh, hotel. Because it was it's... done in a French uh, castle yes, style, if I remember I'm correctly. I'm going to talk about that Oh, sorry. Now. Mm. Yeah, no, that's all right. I'm all um, over it. I've done my research. <laughs> you have. But it is, it's, yeah, it's pretty astounding. And it, kind, it sits on the harbour's edge. So you literally can walk out and onto the sand. Oh, um, lovely. Of Ballygally Harbour. Really, really lovely. Or the bay. Now, when the castle was built, it was known that the country was unsettled. So it was designed as a place of defence as well as one of residence. Mm-hmm. The castle was built with mostly local stone and in the style... style Put your teeth in, Renata. ...style of a French chateau. So it had high walls, steep roofs, dormer windows and corner turrets. And did they throw cows over the edge at the Storming English? They may well have. They may well have. Monty Python reference there for those people who like a bit of uh, Monty Python. But get this, the walls were about five feet thick. Oh, jeez. I know. I mean, like, that's... That's thick. That's thick. That's thick. <laughs> they had loopholes for musketry. Loopholes? Loopholes. Oh, loop. Yeah, loop. We've both not got lo- calls. Not loopholes. <laughs> loop- I thought you said L-U-B-E, lube. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, isn't that called a glory hole? No, no loopholes <laughs> for musketry. Uh, and the stairs were of stone and they were spiral. God, don't you hate those spiral stairs. Oh, and they're made for little feet. Oh. My size 11 feet do not fit on those little tiny steps. It's terrifying when you're carrying luggage up there. Now, you know why spiral stairs were important? So that only one person at a time could climb yeah, them. Yeah, they can't rush up yeah. the stairs in it en masse. Yeah, and whoever was at the top 
would just be have having to a poke them with their yeah, and then bayonets. <laughs> <laughs> great go down, time, go going, down. Yeah, yeah. So, and well thought of for the 16th and 17th century. Not suitable for really us. Really bad. <laughs> really bad for they us. Obviously, didn't think ahead, did they? Bigger people, <laughs> bigger people. Um, so, through the outer hall also ran an open stream of water. For the use of inmates in case of a siege, which is really interesting. Mm. So this was really well thought over. Unless somebody decides to take a dump in it. Oh, please. Oh, look, oh. They mix up their sewage and their drinking water. It's like, yeah, nah. Uh, so outside were originally two courtyards, one surrounded by high walls and the other inside the higher walls. Very nice. Now, the inner courtyard was marked by two stone pillars uh, that had round balls on them. Oh, nothing like a round ball. <laughs> oh, I like to think of my stockings with the kiwi fruit in them rather than... Oh. And inside the courtyard were stables, coach houses, sheep pens, <laughs> brew why houses. Why trouble with that? Oh, I just missed a word. I thought, no, I'm not going to bother with that one because I didn't really look up what that was all about. Okay. Um, and dovecot. Now, I try... What, That's where what? they keep the doves. Yes, yes. It is. It is. It's a house for pigeons and doves. I remember, didn't um, didn't Lizzie Borden have that? Remember we did the Lizzie Borden yeah. story and yeah. all the all the, the father went up and killed all the, the doves or something? I don't know. Pigeons, something. Yeah. Birds, Hong Kong. Now, outside the courthouse was a wash house and a scutch mill. Oh, I had oh, to look up scutch mill. Scutch mill in the belly galley. <laughs> so scutching is a step in the processing of cotton um, or the dressing of flex or hemp in preparation for spinning. So the scutching process separates the impurities from the raw material, such as the seeds from the raw cotton or the straw and woody stem from flax fibres. Look, guys, you can't say we're not educating you. We're doing our best to teach you new words. Well, there's no point in saying scutching if you don't know what that is. That's right, because it sounds like you might need a cream for that. Yeah, so scutching (laughs) could be done by hand or by a machine known as a scutch. That came came in later on. Um, Yeah, hand scutching of flax was done by a wooden scutching knife and a small iron scraper. Oh, no, Uh, get your scutching on, people. And in the little glen on the other side uh, of the river was a corn mill. So there you know, don't say you don't know what a scutch mill is because you Uh, have been edumacated. We have been edumacated. Thank you for that. So it, it kind of goes to show that this place was all-inclusive. It kind of had everything within its walls that it needed mm-hmm. to do everything. Yeah. yeah. It was a pretty big deal. Now, just before I finish, mm-hmm. this has a Game of Thrones connection. I know, right? Right, a Game of Thrones connection. Game of Fr- Thrones? Thrones? Not Game and of Thrones? And we know, we know how the people over in Ireland really respect their Game of Thrones uh, Northern places. Ireland. Northern, Northern Ireland. Ireland. You've got to make sure you get the de- distinction between the two. Mm-hmm. Because we went through the... Um, <laughs> the dark edges. The dark edges. Oh. <laughs> it was the most disappointing thing I've ever done. And like you see oh. the photos of them, even like I saw one of them without their leaves and there was it was so much thicker than what it is now. There is so much damage to them. Yeah, I reckon with they tourists. I think they photoshopped a bit. That was a horrible thing, and we've got a, <clears throat> a small little video up of our experience in the dark edges. Yes, um, check out Anne and Renata frightfully good ghost grannies on YouTube. Yeah, the dark edges. Mm. So, of course, if you haven't heard of the Game of Thrones, who are you? I'm not sure who you are, <laughs> but it appeared on HBO and it was award-winning television series. And it was filmed in areas. Some of it was filmed in areas around Ballygally Castle. Mm-hmm. And so the cast and gru- crew of the series uh, spent time in Ballygally Castle, yeah. relaxing. They actually spent time in our Airbnb that we stayed at in Hollywood too. Yeah, remember? Yes, they did. They did. They did. So we sniffed the sheets. We did. That- <laughs> we, we rolled our fat little bodies all over those sheets. Oh, Game of Thrones. Oh. Take that. Take that. 
Yeah, and so uh, the castle now has Game of Thrones themed afternoon teas and oh, dinners and things uh, to remember the pleasure of hosting them and to make extra bucks. Yes. And they've got a Game of Thrones door or something. There's all these oh, doors. Oh, yes, door number nine. Yeah, I, I don't think understand what that's Thrones. about. There's all these doors. Yeah, no idea. No <laughs> idea. I didn't look that far, but it, it may have something from the Game of Thrones in it, you know, yeah. some tissue that, you know, one of the actors <laughs> deposited in the bin and they've they've left it there and gone, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh is that Daenerys' stocks not on there? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep that. Yeah. Let's put it behind glass and put it up on the wall. That's it. They're beautiful carved doors, um, and they're. I, I will have to look up exactly what they are for. But there's a series of them, and they've got number nine. Yeah, and look, the hotel is stunning. <coughs> it is rarely stunning. Yeah. I wish we'd had the finances to go there and spend next the time. night, but next time, next time we will add it to the list. We sure will. Okay. Now for the ghosts. <gasps> Now, I I sort of like the way they've handled their ghost stories here at the Bally Galley. Um, but there are around three they think they've got. And one of them is quite a famous one. And the one that is repeated everywhere is the Lady Isabella Shaw. Now, you were talking about her... Um, with Lord Shaw, he built the castle, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, anyway, there is a legend that Lord Shaw desperately wanted a son mm-hmm. and that his wife delivered a daughter. <gasps> How dare she? Not his fault. Oh, hang of on. No, 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 no. Not no, his no. fault back at off. all. Back off. Let me not tell my at story. All, at all. Back, back off my story. So he was so disappointed in her efforts <laughs> that he snatched the baby up and ran off with it and locked his wife in the room at the top of the castle. Now, um, she tried to escape to try and find her daughter, but sadly she fell to her death from the tower window. Oh, That's one theory. How sad. I know. Uh, there was another theory. That and this is very Game of Thrones. That uh, Lord Shaw, either he or one of his henchmen, threw her from the window for having a girl. Oh, and there is another theory mm-hmm. that she may have had a little bit of a fling with someone, a sailor, of course, oh. with his seaman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about his friends, oh. his, the other seamen. Right. No. Um, it's just that did not did go well. All right. I have a cold, everyone. Please remember. Uh, and that that was the reason he snatched up the daughter and because he didn't believe it was his child. Oh. So she's supposed to be a friendly sort of ghost and uh, wanders around the place and um, just will disappear. There's also stories of a... a eerie green mist over the castle. Mm. Someone must have had a bad curry that night. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, oh green, green mist. I've green just, mist. That just went over my head. I, I know. Just <laughs> you were too busy looking at a computer. I'd just like to... Let me do I that. did hear it. Let, oh, me, I can let me say it again. A mysterious green mist has also been reported hovering above the castle. Oh. Someone must have it? had a bad curry that night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right. Oh, jeez. So what they've done, instead of having a haunted room that everybody tries to book into and stay in for the night, they have dedicated this room to their ghost. Yes. And you are more than welcome to go and visit that room at any time you wish. Oh. So nobody gets to sleep in that room overnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's left open for people to explore and do a bit of ghost hunting. And I think that's that's lovely. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Except oh. that there are rooms underneath it. Uh, I think there's maybe three rooms in the castle and the if you're staying in one of those rooms in the castle you've got people going up and down the stairs giggling and laughing and calling out all freaking night yeah so that is a problem but i do like that they've given their ghost a room so our wonderful awesome friend jeff belanger has written a book about some of the most haunted places around the world the the world's most haunted places and he actually reports on the Ballygally hotel as well uh and there were some uh interviews with various people and some of these people was 
all go- oh, my English is so bad today. My brain is barely functioning. Guys, the things we do for you to make sure we get a podcast out. We're dying here, <laughs> but we love you all so much that we, we're putting out a podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Anyway, Olga Henry. Yep. The manager there. She said she's been there for quite some time now, but she said, I'm sort of very sceptical about the whole supernatural thing and ghosts, but the more I stay here and work here, the more I think there's definitely something in this hotel. There is a story about one guest who was staying in the room beneath the ghost room, so it was in the tower, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and in the middle of the night, he awoke and thought he was at home. And one of his children had laid a hand on his back. He woke up and he said that he could hear a child running about the room and laughing, but nothing was there. So do you know what he did? What? He bolted out of his room into the lobby in sheer fright, uh-huh. forgetting that he was only in his boxes. Uh-huh. See, that's a cool thing to experience. You reckon? Really cool. Not for the staff, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I think he probably just got a little bit discombobulated as to where he was at that time and Mm. maybe forgot to put some clothing on. I I think I would have managed to throw something more on. Maybe he did. Maybe it was the boxes, but that's all he got to. I have another story for you. And this is in the dungeon room. <gasps> they have a dungeon they have room? A dungeon room. And it's... I was not told about the dungeon room. Oh, I didn't know about it either until I read these stories. Oh, nice. Yeah, we we took over a few copies of um, Fifty Shades of Grey. We were leaving them around the place, weren't we? We were. <laughs> but we couldn't get back into the dungeon to leave it at Chillingham Castle, so we left them just tastefully hidden amongst the books yes. in the Lady Grey suite, which we 
most amused with ourselves. Um, hopefully somebody will find them one day. So this one is the dungeon room and they were having some sort of function. And this is Olga again reporting. We'd set up the room uh, the day before. I made sure the glasses were sparkling and the candelabras were just right and it all looks the part. After setting up, we had locked the room. The next day, these guys were checking in that morning and I thought I'd better go and open the dungeon in case they wanted to have a little bit of nookin'. No. Uh, (laughs) Open the dungeon in case they wanted to have a look as to where they'd be dining. I went down and opened the dungeon and the table was an absolute mess. Oh, my goodness. Nothing else in the room had been disturbed, but all the glasses on the table were laid in a circle around the table. Oh, wow. We had a round mirror in the centre of the table with the candelabra on it, and everything was covered, including the glasses, in a scum or dust. Oh, that had to be ectoplasm. Oh, God. I wish they'd had CCTV cameras on that. Oh, yeah. I do, too. Watch somebody slime all over it. And you know that it wouldn't happen if they had Mm -hmm. CCTV cameras because cameras stop all paranormal activity. That's right, because people don't want to be caught doing it. Um, (laughs) Was that my outside voice? Oh, my God. That was my outside voice. What did you just say? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting like Isaac Butterfield's fans. Um, Did you see how many people in the comments said that we used fishing wire to do something? Yes. I'm like... Why bother? I'd say, why bother? Why? Why why do that? Yeah. And three fingers on the Ouija board. Oh, how dare you put three (gasps) fingers on the thing? That old old bird, (laughs) they said. That old bird is doing so. I have to find that review. That was a funny one. Yeah. Um, Sorry, my voice is cutting in and out again. I just sound like a teenage boy. Uh, It wasn't... uh, Let me get back to the scum or the dust. Okay. It wasn't the dust that you just wipe off. It was like a scum. But nowhere else in the room, just purely over the table. It definitely sent the hairs on the back of my neck up. I don't have a hairy back of my neck. No. Uh, because I'm thinking I had the key to the room. Is there another key somewhere? And even so, I just couldn't explain how that happened. None of it made sense at all. It was very unnerving. Mm. Oh, I can get deep. I would so love to have seen that. Oh, mm. that, that would just be awesome. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those people that would have possibly <coughs> lifted the glasses to see if I could see what it was. <laughs> Did I tell you about doing that in a physical seance? No. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. This is the science in what me. What did you? What did you lick? Well, I went went to one of these physical mediums and a seance, and um, I had some an ectoplasm experience where some ectoplasm touched me and it left my hand wet. Right. So I licked it to see what it tasted like. <laughs> um. Yes. It was salty water. Oh. And I know that they uh, keep a. A bucket of salty water up the back of the room, which is supposed to be some um, thing for the spirit world for rehydration, but it could be so the medium can stick their hand in it and then pretend it's ectoplasm. I don't know. Um, oh, I'm using my outside you, you voice digress. again. <laughs> you digress. This is Get what back happened. to the story. Oh, I'm on the pseudoephedrine and the panadol. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Where am I up to? Oh, we've got mediums. Do you want to hear about the mediums? I do. It's always good medium stories. Yeah. Um, uh, several mediums have attempted to spend the night at Ballygally Castle and have reported that they've detected more ghost presence than there were guests at the hotel. Oh, they woke. They <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're not. <laughs> we so rarely find these freaking ghosts. We haven't watched Haunted Adventures, I, remember? Haunted Adventures? Isn't that Ghost Adventures? Oh, Ghost Adventures or oh, something like that. I don't even know the name of the TV show. <laughs> oh, and we're told we should we should watch them to get yeah. experience. Yeah, so right. we can learn what they Forget the university level stuff. Let's just go straight to Ghost Adventures. <laughs> yeah. oh, and we shouldn't do this when we're sick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to hell in a head basket. <laughs> Uh, anyway. sarcasm, sarcasm level 100 plus. <laughs> anyway, let's go. Let's go. Oh, at least I haven't wished anyone would die tonight. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Uh, We're going to get through to the end. Um, all right. So they've heard children laughing and running around, showers turning themselves on, etc., etc., etc. What's the etc., etc. bit? It says etc., etc. Oh. on the page. <laughs> 
I thought you were just missing over that bit. No, no, no. Um, and look, I just want to give a shout out to some of my sauces, my barbecue sweet chilli and tomato. <laughs> we've got hauntedrooms.co.uk. We've got gothic horror stories. We've got Jeff Belanger's book. And I can't find that one. I don't know where that one's come from. Um, all right. Let me get on to the next story. So for my, my final story, because I do have another story, but it's a little bit boring. So I'm going to dump that one and uh, go with this one. Um, going back to Jeff Belanger's book uh, with the world's most haunted places, which I do own this book. Uh-huh. I think I actually have two of them. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, no, I'm so, I'm so red woke. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I'll read, I'll read books. Um, uh, all right, so I'm, now I've lost it. So this is a story about a lovely lady. Uh, the week before Halloween in 1998, we've got a reporter for the BBC radio program. Good morning, Ulster. Uh, we've been on Good Morning Sheffield. Yes, with the we BBC. have. We have. Oh, I know, right? So we 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 are more woke. Well, no, we're just media whores. <laughs> We love it. Anyway, um, of course, you know, the week before Halloween, they're thinking, let's do a a spooky story. Let's go and get someone to go and stay at a spooky hotel and have a bit of fun. Mm -hmm. So this uh, lovely reporter, Kim Lenaghan, Lenaghan, uh, decided that she would go to Ballygally and she was going to spend the night in the actual ghost room for one of her segments. This is a quote. We thought it would be a laugh. We thought, let's do the usual, spend a night in a spooky house story. Uh, She'd arranged to meet a psychic medium there who would only go by the name of Sally. Sally. I I played the character called Sally, the medium. Did you? Yes, in Spook Troopers. It was a show put on by the Caldies. Oh, yes. And um, I was psychic Sally. She didn't speak. She just pulled these funny faces. And yeah, anyway, it was a hoot. I've digressed yet again. Anyway, Lenahan had arranged to meet the medium there um, and they made their way up to the cold and drafty ghost room. Yes. And Sally began to go through a meditation ritual, Uh get yourself into the zone, make yourself work to try and contact one of the spirits in the Balagali Castle. Um, And this Lenahan lady said that she seemed to be making contact and the environment started to change. I can feel it. Uh, She said she wasn't in a trance, but she was certainly very focused on what she was doing. She was going deep. (laughs) I think the Nurgan or whatever it is is... <laughs> All right, so I'm standing there with a tape recorder hoping for the best. The next thing that happened is it starts to get a lot warmer. Oh. I mean, significantly warmer. Uh-huh. The tem- now, now we know that spirits can change the temperatures in rooms. Oh, yeah, and you know what it, what it means if it's going warmer? <laughs> you, you know what warmer means? Yeah. They've opened the portal to. Hell itself. Right. And that's okay. a demon coming up. Right, okay. Didn't you know that? You're not woke. No. Okay, keep um, going. So it started to get warmer in the room. It must have gone up by 10 degrees. And then Sally started to talk to someone. Um, and this happened at the same time that the temperature was getting warmer. Uh-huh. Do you know what came next? What? A smell. Oh, so smells are really good when it comes to paranormal mm, investigations. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> If it's sulfur, then it's a bad meaning. But normally there are there are perfume types of smells and things that come through that people will mm-hmm. identify. They come mm-hmm. out of it's nowhere. One of the clear abilities to yes. be able to clear clear smell. <laughs> I can never remember olfactory or something. It is olfactory. It's, it's, it's called clear smellions. Clear smellions. We've invented a new word. Please put it in your dictionary. So she wanted to note here that it didn't waft. Oh. It wasn't a smell that wafted. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Breathe, Renati, you might die. <laughs> right. It didn't waft. It no. stayed. It lingered. No, no it didn't linger. It, no. It was wham, bam, there. Oh, okay. It, it came in straight away. Right. Instantaneous smell. Right. It smelled like vanilla. Oh, nice. Mm, be a Mr. Whippy ice cream yep. cone. But it wasn't quite vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was a vanilla-like smell. It was an odd, slightly musty vanilla smell. 
Okay. Uh, musty vanilla. She said, I know it sounds ridiculous, but that's what it was. Okay. I could probably tell her what that smell was, but I don't think uh, we should mention that Look, on our show. Look, if it's an old ghost, <coughs> we've got to remember that they didn't wash often. Mm. So, you know. It's amazing that it smell like lavender. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> the hairs on Lenahan's neck were up. Uh-huh. Jeez, they've all got hairy necks there, don't they? They do. The medium was having a conversation with someone in the room who was obviously distressed and likened it to the experience of listening to a one-sided phone conversation. Mm. Sally was trying to calm down, but what she later called a very upset female spirit. Oh, dear. So the later on, that Sally explained that the spirit was that of a young woman who was scared and looking for her young daughter. Oh. She's so woke. She's nailed that story. She must be a really good medium. Yes. Sure, she hasn't heard it anywhere else before, um, unless she created the story. Oh, I'm using my outside voice again. <laughs> You're a sarcastic bitch oh, today, aren't you? I'm not well. <laughs> She's forcing me to do it today. I'm just saying. Um, now, the medium told Lenahan that they were keeping her in the room against her will. And she said that there was an older woman who wouldn't let her out of the room. So oh. that's two women. There is the one that's looking for her daughter yeah. and an older woman. Now, whilst Sally was talking to this spirit, the, the woman was the spirit woman was continually running to the window looking for a man named Robert. Right. Uh-huh. Robert. Is that our Robert? Could be. And Robert's everywhere because he's eternal. He is. (laughs) So apparently Robert was out at sea with the seaman. (laughs) The spirit didn't understand why Robert didn't come back to get her. Oh, Robert was her lover. Robert gets around. Uh, The the experience lasted seven to eight minutes before Sally's face went blank and she announced, I've lost her. (laughs) I've lost the connection. I've run out of things I can make up. I'm insane. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hell. I knew instantly because, as she said, that the smell disappeared. Right. There's science for you. (laughs) And a a normal smell cannot just come and go like that. It literally disappeared. There was no trace of it. And the temperatures in the room started to drop dramatically. So that that was very exciting. Apparently, um, the medium then buggered off and... uh, I'm, using, I'm paraphrasing here, in case you hadn't guessed. And uh, she she uh, went back up there and she took a flask of coffee. Yes, yeah, sure, right. Her tape recorder and a magazine and uh, maybe a little bit of brandy for medicinal purposes uh-huh. and settled in to uh, try and experience and try and capture some evidence and phenomena for the night. Yeah. Um, although uh, she, she did notice around 3 a.m. Oh, the witching hour. The room started to get warmer. Oh, again? <gasps> oh, oh. And she thought to herself, oh, it must be the coffee and the brandy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but then guess what came next? The smell. The smell that doesn't waft just dropped in on her again. And that was enough. She took to her feet and she ran down those stairs and got out of there and stayed in the room as further away from the, the tower as she possibly could. See, that's how you can tell that they're not ghost hunters because we would have been there going, thank you so much for not wafting your smell in here with us and trying to capture evidence of it. Uh, So she said the same musty vanilla smell followed her all the way down the stairs (laughs) as she crossed over to the new part of the hotel and the night manager gave her a drink from the bar to calm her down. Uh, Oh, she got a free drink. I wonder whether the spirits that are there... Still linger in the old part of the castle and don't even know the new part exists. Yeah, well, possibly. Uh, but the next day they they went back up to the room to have a look. There was no smell. It was really cold. <laughs> and just as they were leaving, their manager said, Oh, my God, look at the mirror. So I looked over at the mirror. And do you know what was written in the dust on the mirror? Get out? No. Oh, Kim. Kim. That's her first name. Oh. And she said, oh, I didn't do it. Dolly did it. No, that's <laughs> an Australian reference to a comedian show. Sorry about that. I didn't do it, she said, and it freaked her out. Oh, it would have. Now, this is interesting because we've got this third, the second female character uh-huh. that's been introduced. But I did actually find a story about another spirit there. Okay. 
called Madame Nixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said to haunt the hotel. She lived there in the 18th century. And after her death, she was reputed to wander the castle still, knocking on doors, and it's often reported by guests that they hear the rustling of her silk dresses passing them in the hallways, invisible, and wafting the scent of perfume. Oh. But she's wafting. The other one wasn't wafting. No, it wasn't wafting. So it can't be the same and, ghost. And the, these two spirits are from different centuries. So really, but got you've nothing. encountered that before. Remember that house that we yeah, investigated, we yeah, and yeah. you had like two ghosts that were warring each other. Yeah, to, but they weren't sort of aware of each other, or just aware that somebody was in, yeah, sort of on their ground. Yeah, and you calmed them all down, and <clears throat> they sold the house the next day. Yes, but there's one little thing I want to bring up. Yeah, now this is just going back into the history of the castle. Yeah, now you were talking about um, was it. James Shaw or John Shaw. Mm-hmm. They think that might be the same person, uh, James or John, who is the, the lord of the castle yeah. or laird. Um, they talk about his wife, Isabella, Isabella Brisbane, Yes, moved to Ballygally near Larne County, An- County Antrim. Yes. Uh, Their initials are over that doorway. Remember yeah. the doorway that I was talking about? <clears throat> They're talking here. The Shaws acquired the Brisbane estate, James Shaw, son of James Shaw of Ballygally, who married his cousin, cousin Elizabeth. So they that sounds like they had a son, doesn't it? Right, yeah. So all the story about the daughter being born and the wife dying. Uh-huh. May not be true. May not be true. Oops. I just found that when Oopsie. I was sort of going through the history. Yeah. We do like to debunk things. Yeah. It was a little bit convoluted trying to understand it, but they all sound like they're in each other's pants here because they're talking about the, the good friends, the uh, the Montgomery's, I think. And uh, they, Sir Hugh Montgomery uh, married into the Shaw family uh, and it was all intertwined and interwebbed and, and marrying cousins. Marrying and, cousins. That's a really yeah. old style, isn't it? Yeah. Keeping them Bloodline clean. clean. We call that inbred, but you know. <laughs> so we don't even know if that's true, but it sure makes a good story, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And is it, you know, here we go. Is this a true haunting? Yeah, all those stories seem to have the same line of mythology yes. around them. I mean, you know, being stuck up in the turret and... How many times do we hear about the woman being locked away in the turret after giving birth to um, what they think is a bastard son or, you know, or daughter or or whatever it is? It seems to be a recurring little bit of a theme. Yeah. And, yeah, look, some of those things would have been true, but not all. And was it really necessary for the Shaws to do that when they were so far away from where they had come uh, and were starting life anew? And it didn't mean that she couldn't have more children. She just had one child that may have been a daughter. She was able to have more children. I mean, a lot of those families kept on having children until an heir was born. Yep. Or the mother died in childbirth. Yep. One or the other. One or the other. So, um, yeah, it, this is hard to pin down. So I'm not saying that there aren't spirits there. Yeah, I reckon the place would be haunted, but whether it's by the characters that they're referring to that's or true. whether that's a good story. Because once yeah. again, we have the medium that's coming in and telling a story yes. about ghosts that are there. Yeah. Is she the person that has created this story and yeah. now it's stuck? Yeah. Or was this story predating that psychic and she's just repeating because that makes her a good psychic if she picks up on the characters of the ghosts that are supposed to reside there? Yes. And I'm wondering whether any of the other uh, inhabitants of the site prior to uh, this new um, hotel management coming in, Mm -hmm. like Clive, who had the hotel to begin with, Mm -hmm. and to the pastor, um, who you would think if the place was haunted, he would have whipped around and kind of bless the place and gone, no, be gone, you demons. Um, Which you'd think that that was normal, whether they had any paranormal experiences because these, these stories that we're hearing now are fairly new. I didn't find anything that gave me any evidence that any of those stories 
have been long-standing. Yeah, and I, I tried to really dig down into the history of the family to see if these characters actually existed, and that's where I found this. So there was an Isabella and mm-hmm. there was a James John, whoever he was, um, but it seems that they had other children. Yeah. So who knows? Is it a true haunting? I think it's the, the place is probably haunted, but whether it's by those characters, I'm doubtful. Yeah, I agree with you. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the episode. We made it, Renata. Yay! Don't forget to buy your Isaac Butterfield merch with us on it. The Ghost Grannies. I know you hate it, but I love it. I do. <laughs> and make sure you jump over to Anne and Renata, Frightfully Good Gross Grossed? Gross, ghost, gross grannies? ghost grannies on YouTube and sign up. I've got to sign off now because my voice is going. But guys, we'll see you on the dark side. And remember, stay spooky and buy merch. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.